Welcome, and thank you so much for joining us. I'm Sandra Ladd, and I'm the Senior Minister for First Christian Church Stillwater. We are growing a Christ-centered, compassionate church where all can connect to God's love. And we hope that in this time you experience growth. We pray that this time will help you focus and center on Christ and that in this time you will sense care and compassion. We pray that this time provide you with a deeper connection to the love of God. Grace and peace be with you. And again, we thank you so much for gifting us with your time. This is the third week of our Come and Rest in God's Union series, and we transition this week from the book of Philippians to 1 Thessalonians as our focus scripture. We are still using the Revised Common Lectionary as our guiding resource. The RCL moves us through the Bible with scriptures from the Old Testament, the New Testament, a psalm, and an epistle. I like it because it helps us to realize the common themes or threads of God's story for God's people. The New Testament passage this week is from Matthew 22, verses 15 through 22. Jesus' ministry here on earth has reached a turning point. There are no miraculous encounters in this stage of his ministry. Instead, we see stories of confrontation with the chief priests and the temple authorities. Jesus has been addressing their questions of his ministerial authority, and in today's passage, they join in a very unlikely coalition with the Herodians, hoping that together they can create this dissolving divide in Jesus' followers. Their plan, however, backfires. They present Jesus this week with a different question. Um, This time they say, Jesus, tell us what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to the emperor or not? Jesus, who is aware of their malice and realizing that they are putting him to the test, asks them to show him the coin used for the tax. This is a very interesting point, and it's one that we sometimes have a tendency to gloss over. They pull out a Roman denarius. Now think about that. They are inside the temple. The money changers that were outside the temple were there for a reason. The coin that they presented had the face of Tiberius with this inscription, Tiberius Caesar, the son of the divine Augustus. So this was blasphemy carried into the temple by the temple leaders. Those who enforced the rules didn't seem so intent to follow the rules. This is a huge revelation of head knowledge that has not transitioned into heart knowledge. The coin should have been exchanged outside the temple to pay the temple tax. Instead, they carried the blasphemies with them. Therein lies an important question that we should be asking ourselves. Whose image do we carry? Not long ago, we talked about putting on Christ. So is the image that you brought into worship this morning the image of Christ? Or do you bear the image of something else? Will you leave worship today carrying with you the image of Christ into the world? Or do you carry another image? 
Each week, we have the light bringers uh, who carry in the light and carry out the light. Guys, this is more than just a worship tradition. It's a reminder that we bring the light of Christ into this space and we carry the light of Christ out into the world. But the question is, are we? And do we? According to Matthew's perspective, the goal of life is to bring the light of Christ into the world. And we do that, according to Matthew, by loving people, even our enemies, by striving to be righteous and living in hope between the then, between the now and the future. Until the end, until the end. We continue to pursue the way of God, no matter how many times we fall or fail or falter, no matter how many times our neighbor falls or fails or falters, we are in this together, hand in hand, seeking to share the grace and mercy that we ourselves have received. The Old Testament passage is from Exodus 32, verses 12 through 23. It is a continuation of the story of Moses. From the beginning, Moses has been very insecure about his calling, uh, but so much has happened. So many miracles, so many encounters with God. He has led the people out of Egypt, but they have not stepped into the freedom that God has promised yet. They are currently wandering in the wilderness Moses has these insecurities that once again surface, and we see them in this conversation with God where he says, God, you have said that you know my name and that I have found favor in your sight. Now, if I have found favor in your sight, show me your ways that I may know you and that I may know that I have found favor in your sight. And God says, Moses, my presence goes with you. I will give you rest as it's needed. The conversation continues and Moses continues to press God on God's promises to be with him, to guide him. And the story contains this very famous statement, you cannot see my face for no one shall see me and live. It's really an interesting statement because only nine verses earlier in 3311 we read, the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. It is one of the contradictions that people have used to prove the point that, hey, this word cannot be God's word. It's not infallible. So we're going to wrestle with that just a little bit this morning. A deeper dive into the biblical book shows that the ancient people of God had differences of opinion on whether you could see God and live. Scholars have identified such differences of opinion as pointing to various traditions. Just like we have a variety of denominations, our ancestors had various groupings of people who believed differently, had different understandings about God. This is a quote from Working Preacher from a commentary written by Lisa Wolf. We should be comforted by the idea that we are not the first community of faith to struggle with conflicting understandings of God. We could also let this teach us how to deal with disputed issues. Our ancestors of faith did not take a vote to determine whether the text would remain a you cannot see God and live only view or some people can see some parts of God view. They retained 
both views side by side, woven into our compelling, complex, and sacred texts. Don't you just love that? We can have differing opinions and understandings sitting side by side, just like our Holy Scripture. Maybe that's what makes these holy texts holy and set apart. And it's not that there are not differences in theology or understanding, but that these differences can sit within the pages of God's story together. You guys are sitting pretty silent and somebody should be offering an amen because come on, this has not been preached very often that differences can sit side by side together and not be right or wrong, but be our understandings of God that will never be complete unless we take time to listen to and understand other ideas. The psalm for today is Psalm 96, and it's composed of one of the most, in one of the most potentially depressing periods of the Israelites' history. It is, however, anything but miserable or depressing. The psalm is full of hope and promise. It offers a series of imperatives, sing, bless, tell, declare. It reminds listeners of how bound together Creation is all people, all families, all nations, the heavens, the seas, the fields, and the trees. Together, the psalmist says, hope, even in the face of misery. Work, play, rejoice, mourn, celebrate together. Which brings us to our focus passage Please stand in body or in spirit as you are able and join in reading the holy words of scripture given to us this day from 1 Thessalonians 1, verses 1 through 10. Paul, Sylvanus, and Timothy to the church of the Thessalonians in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. We always give thanks to God for all of you and mention you in our prayers constantly, remembering before our God and Father your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. For we know, brothers and sisters, beloved by God, that he has chosen you because of our message of the gospel came to you, not in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction, just as you know what kind of persons we prove to be among you for your sake. And you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for in spite of persecutions, you received the word with joy inspired by the Holy Spirit so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia in Achaia. For the word of the Lord has sounded forth from you not only in Macedonia and Achaia, but in every place your faith in God has become known so that we have no need to speak about it. 
For the people of those regions report about us what kind of welcome we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serving a living and true God and to wait for his son from heaven whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who rescues us from the wrath that is coming. Thanks be to God for the word of God. You may be seated. So these are the words of Paul, gifted to the church in Thessalonia. What we just read, what we just heard, was Paul's sermon preached to his congregation long, long ago. Words of faith. Words of hope, words of love, faith and action, words and action, belief and action. So belief is expressed in this triad of faith, hope, and love, each evidenced by the image that we carry into our church, into our homes, into our communities, into the world. Last week, Ray Sharp's life highlighted the words of Scripture, giving us a close-up view of an example of faith that we study and diligently strive to follow. This week, I am once again impressed with how the words of Scripture so closely align with someone we celebrated just yesterday, Cliff Blackwelder. Once again, I feel like God speaks to us the very same words that God spoke to Moses. I know you by name. And you, you have found favor in my sight. I wonder if we'll be a little quicker to respond. Cliff came into my office months ago with two folders of clippings, articles, handwritten notes from newspapers, Bible studies, worship services, helps that he gave me to prepare for his celebration of life. And I wonder if Cliff knew that God would join him in that process, leaving us holy words that affirm what Cliff knew in his heart to be true. The theme of the messages contained in the folders that Cliff left me can align perfectly with today's passages. Receive the light of Christ into your life and carry that light into the world. God will guide that process, but we are required to join God by opening our hearts and our minds to the transformation that he promises us when we place our hope in him. Cliff built his life on the cornerstone of Jesus Christ and character, integrity, faith, and family were the walls with which he surrounded himself. His life was guided by scripture, sermons, Bible study, intention to live those truths with every breath and love held those walls together. Paul's practical advice to the Thessalonians is that faith and works are not mutually exclusive. Paul tells the church in Thessalonia that they have been transformed by this belief in Jesus Christ, but that does not mean that regular life has come to an end. They're still responsible to be faithful at work, at home, and in responses to all aspects of life's circumstances. I couldn't help yesterday but be touched by the fact that Cliff did not just 
preach about or talk about diversity and acceptance and mercy and grace. This cowboy uh, at heart had embraced his grandson who was the complete opposite of that cowboy. The words that his grandson penned for that funeral were words of complete love um, that came from a love that had been shared with him by his grandfather. You know, God reveals God's self not only through words, but through power. Paul had experienced that power. The Thessalonians experienced that power. We too should remain faithfully prayerful and alert to discern the presence of the power of God who is already at work in and around us. As we see the light of Christ shining through the lives of others, may we be just as intent about taking seriously the challenge to let our light so shine before men. May we, by our words and our deeds, be revelations of God's glory among us. Amen.